Welcome to The Naked Truth, where we'll talk about West Coast Swing. My name is Deborah, And I'm Eric. And in this episode, we talk about our current feelings about dancing and how we manage the ups and downs in our dance journeys and our lives. Hope you enjoy. I think with some, I don't know, I came back from Italy like, I gotta dance less. <laughs> is that what happens? Kind of. I'm feeling, I don't know how to describe what I'm feeling. I haven't quite been able to put my finger on it. Uh, Why don't we talk about this? <laughs> <laughs> we, we can talk about this, about our feeling, our current feelings of this, of our own dance experiences. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> little peer therapy session. <laughs> sure. We can do that. So I came back from my vacation. Yeah. It was amazing. It was a great vacation. And, um, while I was in Italy, Jack and Jillarama was happening. Yes. And I saw some pictures, some videos, some responses. The Just some. I felt like Facebook was bombarded. Right. But <laughs> I only saw some because I wasn't on my phone a lot. I was in Good Italy. Job. Good <laughs> so job. Well done. I was, you know, walking around Milan while that was all right. happening. So I saw all of that. And... I had this reaction that I can't quite put my finger on. I can't quite describe, but it was not FOMO. <laughs> yeah. Not fear of missing out. Yeah. No, I get it. I was not like, Oh man, I missed the event of the century. Even though everybody I talked to says, well, it was amazing. And every time they say it's amazing, I'm like I'm dead inside. I just don't. <laughs> like, I'm sure it was I'm great. Ben, like Ben creates a great event. Um, yeah. You know, I was there a few years ago. It was a bit intense for me, but a great energy in the room. And yeah, I just didn't feel anything. And, you know, I love my dance community here. And we're working on growing and building things. And, and that's rewarding. But there's something about travel for me personally, where I get out and I have these amazing experiences that are beyond dance. Mm -hmm. And as much as I love dance... I think I was just reminded of all these other great things and experience. Like I said to Tini after we got back, I'm never happier than or more stimulated than when I'm traveling. While you're not dancing, yes. traveling. Right. right. I totally get that. So I just was so stimulated that the idea of going to a dance event, which after 17 years going to a dance event just feels like, Going to a dance event. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's funny when I talk to friends who don't dance and you say, yeah. you know, they say, what do you do? And what'd you do this weekend? Oh, I went to a dance event. And their eyes just get huge. They're like, oh my God. Right. It's like crazy. Like you go dancing. You go dancing on a weeknight and you go to work the next day. And I'm like, well, I don't have a job. But still, it's like exciting. <laughs> and, you know, it's this glamorous, extravagant thing. And I think that's true. And I think, it's it, there is a joy in it, but I often think of it. I often think of it like a relationship where, when you first meet somebody, there's the chemistry, the ooh, the ah, the wow, the infatuation, the mm -hmm. head over heels, and then as that relationship deepens, right, it just evolves into something that's more um, comfortable. Like it's it's more, it's still delightful and joyous. Like my relationship is still brings me joy. But it's it's just different. It it has this maturation. The newness is gone. The sure. The I don't know. There's 
it just evolves into something deeper. And I feel like mm-hmm. I have that now with dance where I think about going to a dance event. It's like, yeah, that's, that's what I do. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not as exciting for me. It's, it's enjoyable in the sense that I do love dancing. If there's good music, if there's people I get to see, you know, we've talked about this before, the right. part about connecting with people. Um, right. But anyway, I come from something that is so stimulating for me, like travel, mm-hmm. you know, seeing amazing things, speaking a foreign language and, and learning that right. meeting people, just lots of different places where we met locals and you just chat them up and, um, right. And maybe, maybe it's just the newness of it all that's exciting for me. I mean, part of part of what I do love about travel is that every day is something new. Like that's the exciting part for me. Right. I think I think what happens a lot in the there's, there are a lot of people in the dance community who I feel like are stuck in this bubble. Like the, their their whole life revolves around mm-hmm. a, a dance event, and and every week they get on Facebook saying how amazing you know, the dance event was and and thanking their Jack and Jill and Strictly Swing partners. And, you know, I I think it's great that that happens. But, you know, in my head, I'm I'm saying to myself, you know, there is other things out there, you know, in the world that it it would be great to, you know, appreciate and um, not put so much focus on just dancing. I mean, this is my job and my living and I love it Mm -hmm. to death. I do. Um. However, I don't feel the obligatory that I have to post how every event is amazing because I don't think every event um, is amazing. But there are people that feel that they have to post that obligatory, oh, my God, the event was amazing, or, you know, or thanking, you know, like I'm never the partner that's thanked, by the way, on on Facebook. (laughs) Thanks for the dance, Deborah Seikay. That's never, I'm never that person. Everyone else is thanks, which is great. It's fine. It's all fine and dandy. But I'm saying I, I kind of find it interesting that, you know, this is what happens on, on a weekly basis, day in, you know, day out. People are getting excited to pack their clothing, to go, to stay in a hotel, to social dance, to, you know what I mean? And right. and there are some great things, you know, about it. But I do, I do believe that, you know, uh, people get stuck in this bubble, you know, also like they, they post the, how devastated they are when they don't make a final. And I'm like, are you out of your mind? You, you do realize that there, there's worse things that could happen to you. Like you could be broke or living on the street or have, mm-hmm. you know, a fatal, you know, disease or, or, or anything like that. Be going through something really bad. And like you're posting on Facebook and whining about that. You didn't make a final. Like I want right. to slap them in their face. I'm like, you're out of your mind. Like, you know, let's, 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 let's get things together, people. You know how there's like, um, like there's hashtag white privilege. I feel like there should be like hashtag dancer privilege. If you're a dancer, you are privileged. Like the fact that you can afford to go to these events and, and enrich yourself with it. Right. I think, I think we need to like put things into perspective. Like sometimes I see like, you know, people on the sidelines like crying because, you know, they didn't make a final. And, and, I, and I, of course, I, I go up to them and I console them. And I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Let's let I, I can understand that you're upset because, you know, you have a goal and mm-hmm. you've set a goal and, and you want to dance. Well, I get, you know, all of that. But, you know, I say to them, I was like, is this your living? No. OK, so then why are you crying? Right. I, I mean, it's my living. And and there's a lot of times when I should win or place and I don't. And then when I don't, when I shouldn't place or when I do. Right. So it's like, you know, it's like a write-off and, and I need that money. That's part of my living and I'm not crying. 
So why are you crying? There's so much, there's so much more to life, you know, than a Jack and Jill and a strictly swing, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it sounds absurd and outrageous that you're crying. Yeah. I mean, perspective. I mean, I get that people want it. And in some ways, sure. I feel like, I mean, I know you want it too, right? Because it is, it is your yeah, of career. Of course I want it. Yeah. Um, but I yeah. I want lots I, of things. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, so do yeah. I. I want lots of things. You know, <laughs> I feel like Rodney Dangerfield sometimes in the swing community. I get no damn I respect. Get no respect. I get no respect. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it is what it is. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's, that is partly what I'm feeling now of I had this amazing experience outside of dance. Right. And I've always had maybe too many interests for my own good um, outside of dance. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, I saw these posts from Jack and Jill Arama, everybody having a great time. And I'm glad they had a great time. Right. But um, what, what was the acronym? Somebody posted, there's the opposite of FOMO. Oh, JOMO, the joy of missing out. where all of your friends are out at something like they need to be somewhere and you're like oh man i get to stay at home and like watch tv (laughs) or do something else right Mm -hmm. and um part of it is also the the period in my life right now which is transitioning trying to find work and um you know building up mission city while also trying to build my own career and right there's just a lot of different things going on and I just found myself coming back and honestly, my, my true reaction was, I think I need to step back from dance a little bit, which yep. I said to, to Cheney and she's like, well, it's about time. Right. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, you talked about these cycles and I do go through cycles where I'm I think everyone events. does. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. Uh, some more regularly than others, but for me, yeah. that cycle is usually a year where I go to a lot of events and then like mm-hmm. two to three years off. And actually I've been going to events pretty regularly. I mean, not as much as some people do, but for me right. quite a bit for the last, I think two years, maybe almost three. So that's like a lot for me. Yeah. Um, and I think we've talked about this on the show, just how it's important to recharge, how it's important to yes. do what you need to do emotionally. So if, if the dance is not, giving you what you need or the community or whatever it is to kind of just take that time. And um, again, my local community nourishes me. I really enjoy that. And that brings me a lot of joy Um, teaching the students I get to work with every week. Um, You know, WNY I teach and I enjoy teaching there too. But these events, like I think about, I mean, I'm going to wild, wild Westie and I'm looking forward to that in part because I'm going with Cheney and I'm going with some friends and, Right. Um, you get to so connect the, with people you haven't seen in a while. Yeah. And I like that because it's, yeah. um, mm. it's not like jam packed with competitions. Like most right. of Saturday is pretty free. Um, mm. I signed up to be a mentor at that event. So I'm looking forward to that too. Right. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that event. And then uh, Swing of Soda is my next event after that. And I love that event because it's not a competition weekend. Thank you, Hugh Lee. Right. It's a social. We're, it's a learning uh, weekend. It's workshops. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I love that. Like I go mm-hmm. and I feel like I, I grow and I get to hang out with a great community mm-hmm. in Minnesota. Um, so I'm looking forward to those, but most events just, I'm like, other than those two, I'm just not looking for more events to go to. And it's um, like I said, it happens in my personal cycle. Um, 
I I have seen the ups and downs in other people and my students. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen it too in my students, and and you know a lot of advice I give to them sometimes is that you know take a step back, you know from 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 you know going to so many events, um, and that doesn't mean you still won't dance. You dance right. locally. You take workshops. You take privates at home. Um, and like do other things, you know, to open up your eyes to other things. Cause then when you come back to dancing, you feel, Oh, I've missed you. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it's hard to stay, to stay motivated sometimes, uh, in a community where, um, there's a lot of whining lately. Yes. It's a lot of whining, a lot of bitching. Um, <clears throat> we do our fair share. <laughs> yeah, no, this is why we have the podcast. You know what I mean? Of course. But, but I'm saying like, that, you know, there's a, a select, you know, a lot of us or a select few of us, I don't know that, you know, there are certain things about the dance that we're not liking and other things about the dance that we're loving. And mm-hmm. there are certain things about the community that we're not liking and other things about the community that we're loving. And, you know, uh, we're not all on the same page and, so it makes it frustrating sometimes yeah. and, you know, taking a step back and doing some, you know, self reflection, um, or refraction, I mean, for, that works too. Or refraction. <laughs> I mean, for me, like I purposefully, um, took no work in June mm-hmm. except for Liberty swing. Um, because I wanted to, uh, get my body back into shape and go back to the gym and lose some weight. And I wasn't feeling comfortable you know, in my body, uh, and, and for no other reason, except that as as you get older, especially as a woman, your hormones change, things change. And it doesn't matter that I've been dancing all my life since the age of three. And it doesn't matter that food doesn't rule my life. Mm -hmm. It just, your body just goes, screw you. And so you have (laughs) to work, you know, and I, and, you know, and, and as, as slowly as weight packs on, because that's what happens. It's not like, you know, you wake up one day and boom, you're 20 pounds overweight because right. now I'm 25 pounds overweight. Um, it's, it's slow. It creeps on you slowly, which means that it's going to take that. It's going to take that amount of time right. to, to take it off. Um, but I realized if I don't, if I don't motivate myself and if I don't take care of it, it's not going to get done. So right. I was like, all right, I made, I made a conscious decision because for me, summertime is the easiest time to get motivated to work out. I'm not sure what that is for, for me. Son. <laughs> sun, maybe that. Well, we have 300 days of sun in Colorado, but I mean, it, maybe it's the warmth. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's that because, you know, during wintertime, you kind of want to hibernate and like, right. you know, so, uh, so I decided to do that and, and I've been doing it since, since June 1st and I've, I've lost, you know, three pounds and it, it hasn't been, you know, easy, but I, I work out twice a day and I changed how I work out where I do like a, like a, an app in the, in the daytime, which, uh, Robert Royston turned me on to when I found one, you know, made for women. And then I'll go to my gym in my apartment complex and go mm-hmm. on the treadmill, you know, for like, you know, 40 minutes. And then I took sugar out of my, out of my diet and, you know, just doing things, you know, differently. And I think it's important to like take a step back from certain things and like work on you. Right. Cause then the dance, you'll feel better about the dancing because the dancing requires you. Yeah. You need you to dance. Right. So that might be another thing that's that's fueling you too, Eric. You know, like you, you're going through life transition, and that might be that might be why when you went to Italy, you were like, oh well, oh my God, there's other things going on in the yeah. world. I mean, this is so exciting, like great food and great people, and 
uh, great weather. And, and, you know, I'm partial to Italy, obviously, because I'm half <laughs> Italian and I speak the language uh, fluently. So I, I get where you're coming from. And I think I think taking a step back is a good idea. That does it's dance will always be there. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had no FOMO this whole month. <laughs> None. Right. I I feel that way a lot. <laughs> where even no um locally, I mean I try to go out and support local dances, but there are some nights where people say, Yeah, we're all going to field trip to some dance and I'm like, you know, right. a night at home, <laughs> a glass of I'm wine. Totally- <laughs> I'm totally on board with that. That's that's the thing for me too. Like, you know, when I I'm rarely home, right? Yeah, right. So when I'm home, I don't want to go out dancing. Mm-hmm. I want to connect with my sister and my niece and my nephew and I want to connect connect with my friends and you know, do things that I can't can't normally do cuz I'm always on the road and it's easier to meditate when you're home and not doing anything. You know, it's hard to do when you're on the road. Not that it's not possible, you know it is, but it's harder. Yeah, I, um, do, I do appreciate the quiet. <laughs> like I, I feel like when quiet. we go out to dance, um, and I'm an extrovert, but going out and dancing, it's very stimulating. Sure. And when I'm at home doing work during the day, just by myself or a quiet night with the TV, and it's just quiet. It's so it's recharging. So <laughs> yeah, That's great. I totally agree. And uh, honestly, like you know, I'm not a proponent of. Uh, like watching television all the time, but I am a proponent of watching useless television. I, I do <laughs> like to watch some useless television uh, because I feel like it allows my brain to shut off because it's very hard for my brain to shut down, which is why I'm an insomniac and, you know, lavender oil on my pillow and diffuser, and meditate, anything to help me sleep, which is why swing events are so great for me because I'm in, so I, I stay up. I'm good. I stay <laughs> up. I go to bed at seven. You. I wake up at nine. I go teach a workshop. Hey, right. But you know, uh, so that was, and that was the other thing that uh, was really good for me staying home. Like I just got a, um, my sister gave me her, the one that I bought her for her birthday, like I a Devo fit. Um, Stormtrooper yeah. watch there. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look Stormtrooper, right? Cause it's white. Um, but what I was really intrigued about this thing is that it, like it tracks your sleep. Mm-hmm. And I, when I actually do sleep, like I get like eight hours when I, when I put, take my melatonin and I do my lavender on my pillow and all that stuff. Turn around like three I, times I, and spit. You're right. <laughs> I actually get about eight, eight to nine hours of sleep and I get two, two hours to two and a half hours of deep sleep, which is really good because you need at least one to one and a half. So right. I've caught up on a lot of sleep too, which I think um, is great. Recharging your batteries is really important. Yeah. You know, you know, living your life, you know, going from event to event to event to event, you're going to blink in your life. You're going to wake up and you're going to be like, you know, 70 and you're going to be like, like, what did I do? All I did is go to swing dance events. <laughs> There's so much more to life than that. Yeah. And I'm not saying don't go to swing dance events. I'm saying go to swing dance events, but like, see, do other things. Right. So that you can appreciate the dancing more. Yeah. I think. I just had um, my friend Maggie here. I'm going to tell her story on this podcast, but she just messaged me and, um, she's really been stepping up in our community. Um, she's really been working hard on her dancing and, and, uh, finding more success in competition. And, um, she works hard. Like a lot of the kids who work in tech here, um, I call them kids. They're not all kids. Um, but, uh, (laughs) to me, they are. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, yeah, she works really hard at her job. And she messaged me and said, what, what's your advice? I forget how she framed it, but basically like, what's your advice? I- I'm not, I spend a lot of time at my job and I spend a lot of time at my job wanting to dance, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of people do, right? This like yep. gets back to this whole idea of needing to go to a lot of events and FOMO. Know, wanting, yeah. Wanting, well, and even if it's not just FOMO, it's like, there's that early obsession. Like you start getting hooked. Like a drug. You, yeah, yeah. Right. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Um, totally. And, uh, she wants to spend more time dancing. And of course she's talking to me now, like coming back from Italy when I'm stressed about finding work again. So I told her that I'm like, I'm probably biased right now. Like, please stick with your job. (laughs) Be grateful (laughs) you have one. Um, You have a career. Like as somebody who is a generalist and has changed career paths many times, it's now in some ways biting me in the ass. I mean, I'm hoping it'll open up some new opportunity for me, but um Yeah, I said, you know, stick with your career, because at the end of the day, um, I feel like, like you said, one, dance is always there. Right. Um, But you don't need to dance all the time, and dance is going to be up and down. Like, there are going to be times where you may be not going to dance because you got in a relationship, or you moved, or you got a new job. Like, life happens. you injured yourself, whatever. Um, And also, your body's, you know going to have ups and downs too. And that's going to affect your involvement in dance. But you know what? You're always going to need to pay bills. <laughs> like you're, yes. you're always going to need income. And, and kind of to your point too, I, I didn't say this to her, but I think it's true that for me, having a job outside of dance has only enriched my dance experience more because sure. I feel more whole. I feel right. like a sense of purpose and it gives me that perspective for a lot of my career. I've been working in the nonprofit sector. And so I go dancing at night and people are like, what'd you do today? And I'm like, well, I worked on conserving Amazon rainforest. What'd you do? You know, like, <laughs> like, so when people Show get off. upset at dance, I was just like, yeah, I spent today working on integrated water management for California. So this is freaking dance. Like, yeah, let's yeah. get a little perspective. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so my, my career choice has actually been really uh, rewarding and, and helpful and giving me perspective. But, you know, I think it, if if you want to dance more and your career is getting in the way with that, then that's that's like a work life balance thing, and and you should sure. find something that gives you balance. But you know, there's more outside of dance. And the other thing too is when people tell me, "Well, I really want to do more in dance," I'm like, "Well, what does that mean?" Because that was, the yeah. odds of becoming a champion are slim to none, mm-hmm. right? And the odds of, even if you are a champion or make it to that level, the odds of making a good living at a, as a traveling pro is really, really hard. I mean, you work your butt off. Um, and I see all the other pros hustling to, to make a living. Um, it's like, wh- what do you, what do you, what are you investing in that for? Like, where is that going to lead you? Um, in terms I think of finance a lot of, and career. Right. I, th- I think there are a lot of people who, uh, going to sound bad, but, but I believe this. I believe that there are a lot of people who want to become champion dancers and travel the circuit and blah, 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 because they want to be someone. Yeah. Not because they're generally, they generally are really good at the craft and really have knowledge and really want to help, you know, um, people with the dance. And, and I call that job security for me and the rest of the top um, mm-hmm. professionals. Cause I will tell you that there are a lot of people traveling the circuits who I call them imposters. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they say they're champions and you know, they undercut 
professionals. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, event directors hire some of them. Right. You know? Uh, so it's unfortunate because, you know, there's good apples and there's bad apples, right? In every basket. Right. In every basket. Um, you know, and if, if it's, if dancing is something that you, you, you truly want to do, then, then you need to do the work. You can't be like, oh, okay, I went to a couple of, uh, you know, workshops. I, I, w- I won a couple of competitions. You know, I did some, uh, champ camps and, uh, you know, an intensive and boom, now I'm an instructor. Because, you know, I will tell you, it has come to my attention um, that there are a couple of people traveling the circuit using Debra Seke drills, um, uh, Debra Seke words, mm-hmm. um, not giving Debra Seke uh, the accolades for it, not saying, you know, this is Debra's and, right. you know, which is which is not okay. And, and it, they're not just doing it to me. Like, I've heard some people, you know, say things that Robert Royston, you know, always says and use his words word for word and never give Royston the credit. Right. And I've heard that for, you know, other pros too. And I always give, if I use something from another professional, you know, I, I give them credit, but you know, I also want to say that, you know, I've been dancing since the age of three and I have an exorbitant amount of knowledge, not just West coast swing. That's just what people know me for. I have, you know, 20 something odd years of ballet tap and jazz. I have, Years of, uh, you know, ballroom in Latin because of, you know, dancing with Robert and learned a lot, you know, from him. But also we had, uh, you know, at my studio that I grew up with, we had Victor Konevsky, who was, was a top, you know, ballroom and Latin teacher who would work at my studio. So I would learn lots of things, you know, from him. Plus, you know, going back and forth with my peers and professionals and learning things, you know, from them. So I take pride in my knowledge. But there's a lot of people that travel that really don't they just they're they're parrots mm-hmm. and um that's not okay if you really want to do this then you got to do the work right you and know what i mean then, even then you're not guaranteed yeah. to like no make it <laughs> no or even find financial success i mean i think i'm all for doing what you love and if you really love it then you you got to actually do it like you said you got to do the work and you got to invest. And even then, it's any artistic endeavor is financially a struggle. <laughs> um, Absolutely. You know, because you're doing it for the love of it. And um, right. unless you really make it to the top, like, obviously, there are some professionals in our community who have made it work for sure. Um, but it's it's rare. You know, it's like looking at an actor. Like my, my nephew, uh, who's now <clears throat> of college age and, like, wants to move to Hollywood and be an actor. Mm-hmm. And yet he hasn't taken an acting class. It's like, like, I'm all for you. I talked to my sister and she's like, I'm all for you, like pursuing this dream, but then like pursue this dream, like sign up for an acting class or an acting school or do local theater or do something. But I I feel like we're in an age where people, you like see celebrity and you're like, oh, well, I can can do that. that. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I went to a ballroom competition this weekend. I went to Colorado Star Ball because... Mm -hmm. I work at Colorado Dance Sport and I went there to support my peers that I work with. Um, and uh, by the way, I'd make an amazing ballroom coach because I called it exactly the way all the, <laughs> the pros came out, the pro ams came out. But I was turning around to one of my colleagues and I was like, Harmony, mm-hmm. Monroe, you know, Harmony, Toby's wife, Harmony and Toby Monroe, which are, um, you know, Toby's, Miles's brother. Um, 
And I was, I was watching a pro-am competition and, and I was looking at some of the professionals and I turned around to Harmony and Scott, my other colleague. And I was like, I'm, I'm very confused because the professionals look like amateurs. They don't even look like pros. And literally both of them said to me, anybody can be a pro these days. And I was like, oh my God. So it's not just the West (laughs) Coast swing. It's in ballroom too. I was like, how does this even happen? Yeah. It's so apparently anybody, anybody can do it. How does it happen in ballroom? Um, I, I think I didn't really ask, but I think it happens that you, you know, you open up a studio and Hmm. you teach people, you know, you, you can buy, you can look up the syllabus of bronze, silver, you know, gold. Sure. You of, the, of I, all, I mean, I have the ISTD books right, and all that. Exactly. Exactly. ISTD of all, of all the dances. And you know, you don't have to be, you know, certified in, you can, you can teach it and say, I'm the professional and you're the M and let's go to a competition and you right. pay me to go to the competition. It's like a moneymaker for them. Yeah. They're not even interested in like, you know, making good dancers. And, and that's why I was so proud of the school that, you know, that I work at because they make good dancers. Mm-hmm. At Colorado Dance Sport, and and they're good professionals. Right. You know they care about you know the dance and and their students and you know and 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 they want they won top studio. Hmm. Uh, so, but but I, I you know I thought it only happened in West Coast, but it, it happens in ballroom too. <laughs> yeah. Because I was watching and I was like, that is not the professional. And they're like, no, that's the pro. I was like, you have to be kidding me. Like, unbelievable. So it happens. Yeah, so I've learned not to worry about what other people are doing. Well, yeah, um, but I just feel like again, if if this is your passion, you really want to try and make it work. It's going to be hard work, and you can go and do it. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like most people, like you said, they're either ex- you know, it's the rosy glasses about the dance, or just excited about it, or. It's uh, the 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 new infatuation phase. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, but we also make it easy for them. It's like, you know, people just come into the community, they come do a couple of competitions and then, you know, they'll call up an event director and say, Hey, I want to work for you and I want, I'll work for free or whatever. And so they, you know, and they, they kind of water down our, yeah, that's true. you know, um, our community, like, you know, Robert Royston always says our responsibility. Uh, yet, you know, I see people, you know, teaching, like I see people teaching, you know, Jack and Jill seminars who have, Really never wanted Jack and Jill. Right. <laughs> I mean, well, how are you giving information on how to win a Jack and Jill if you've never really won one? Maybe it should be um, oh. how to not lose one. Like they have lots of experience losing one. That well, they how can to be part gracious of here's what losses. not to do. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand. We should, we should have more workshops like that. How not what to do not a whip. To do? Yeah. How not to lead turns. <laughs> right. It's just more people to qualify to teach those. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I'm not going to lie that, there, you know, there are days that I wake up and I'm just, I am so frustrated with some people that are working on the circuit and, you know, um, undercutting professionals like us. And then I just finally came to the realization I'm not, I'm not in the business of worrying about them because they'll show their true colors, right? Yeah. People will realize they're not good at what they do. And proof is in the pudding. Of course. Of course. I'm I mean, not going to worry. That said, some people can't tell the difference. Have you seen um, pre- The American President? The movie? I yeah. love that Haven't movie. we talked about this on the show? I don't know. That's with Annette Benning and right? Yes. And Michael Douglas. And Michael yeah, Douglas. I love that movie. Um, yeah. Amazing movie. Aaron Sorkin's yeah. uh, one of his first films. 
And um, anyway, there's a moment in there towards the end of the movie where uh, the the president is talking about his opponent, who's played by what's his name? I forget. Oh, Mr. Holland's Opus, Richard Dreyfus. Oh, Richard Dreyfus, right? And um, and uh, yeah, and he gets up on stage and he he's giving this long speech from the podium in the press room. Right. And uh, part of that speech is he says, "Do you know why people?" drink sand when they're lost in the desert it's because they don't know the difference right and i feel like there's always going to be some people who drink sand yeah it's true they want water and they can't tell the difference right and there's nothing you can do about it yeah it's like you can't fix stupid i always say that that too yeah (laughs) you can teach the stupid (laughs) yeah but you can't fix the stupid because like you know Getting back to Facebook, I mean, there's a lot of stupid going on on Facebook right now. Yeah. I mean, a, 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 politics and dance and life and, like, I'm like, people, what are you doing? <laughs> I feel like, like, sometimes I feel like I'm in an alternate universe and I'm the only one that's awake. <laughs> I'm like, do you, do you seriously realize or think about what you're actually posting, you know, on Facebook right now. How is this important? That's that's what social media is now. Oh. It's just an outlet. It's the garbage receptacle of news and emotions. I can't. <laughs> and I try to motivate people on Facebook, you know, like I put quotes up and, right. you know, I don't know. How do you deal with your frustration? Like you said, you, you just turned it around and decided that that doesn't matter. How do you deal with that? Cause I think a, a lot of us, and we talked about this with Divi, but a lot of us deal with frustration. Um, and I know you've had your frustrations, mm-hmm. your ups, your own ups and downs. Mm-hmm. What, what, what are those frustrations and how do you deal with them? How do you cope with that? Well, my frustrations are, you know, imposters, bad judging, um, disrespect, uh, you know, just all sorts of things. You know, um, and I've realized I'm going to say in the last several months that the best way to deal with things like that is to let go of that negativity of what you're frustrated about and approach it, you know, from a positive um, point of view. And and every time I do that, it works. Um, I'm a firm believer um, in manifestation and I'm a firm believer of uh, positive energy. and I, I do realize that when things are frustrating me and I become negative, that's just all I keep getting back. And so I have to, you know, put myself in check and say, stop, stop doing that. And I, I wish more people would recognize that it, it does work. Um, I was just, I was actually, I'm reading, I'm almost done with it. Uh, a book called You Are a Badass, um, which Liza Hillman had turned me on to like many moons ago, but I had never gotten to it. Mm-hmm. And then I was going through like, you know, audio stuff to download on Audible and, and, it, and it came up and I was like, oh, right, this book. Yes. So it's You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. And she talks about lots of things that I like to do it, and it just reinforces it. But how she approaches it and how she words what she does and how she says it, obviously very comical in how she says things, which 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 makes you feel like it's more attainable. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Because, you know, sometimes people, instructors are are guilty of this, love to use like 
big words and show how intelligent, you know, they are instead of, you know, speaking from a place of making it attainable, Mm -hmm. you know, to everybody. Not that I'm not intelligent, but she made it funny and approachable. Um, and she kind of snapped me into shape and I was like, oh, I'm going to start. That's right, Deborah. You, you think about this all the time. Why don't you, why don't you, why aren't you doing this? And I was like, that's it. Now I'm doing it. And so sometimes you need things like that. So I'll look at self-help, um, books. I'll, I'll talk to friends. Uh, I'm getting better at like reaching out. People reach out to me all the time. Cause I'm a good you know, listener and all that stuff. And it was, it was always hard for me to reach out. And now I'm better at it. Now I'm like, Hey, I'm not feeling so great. Right. So I reach out and, um, and, and that helps too. And, and I've said this before, meditating, the gym, definitely the working out totally helps. Mm-hmm. Cause if I'm feeling like that, I'm like, Rah! and I just <laughs> I work out harder and I start getting mad and then it, it all goes away. And then, and then I, and then I look at myself and I'm like, Oh yeah, look, I'm a little bit skinnier and I get happy about that. You know, and I, I shift the focus, um, to something else. And, um, I also, I went to see, uh, which I ha- I hadn't seen a play, a musical mm-hmm. in so long What'd you see? that I went to go see Les Mis, which I've seen oh, nice. A million times, which I love. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. And it was here locally in uh, the Springs in Colorado. And oh my God, it like brought me back to like my roots because <laughs> literally when I was going in, when I was in dancing school, I would see literally a Broadway show at least twice a month. Yeah. And as soon as a new show came out, I I was out and I would go see it and, and I rejuvenated that. And I was like, oh, right. I love to do this. Why am I not doing this, right. you know, more? And that's how I shift um, my focus. And then because I put that out into the universe that like, I want to do more things like that. My friends from uh, Myrtle beach called me yesterday, all crazy on the phone, autumn <laughs> Jones and a couple you know, Chris Graham and my whole crew from Myrtle beach called me and they're like screaming on the phone, blah, blah. blah. And Chris, uh, um, uh, Chris Graham is like, Hey, I'm coming to Colorado. Uh, June, he gave me the date or whatever. He's like, I have an extra ticket to go see Stevie wonder at red rocks, which is like yeah. one of the most beautiful places, amphitheaters. He's like, do you want to go? I was like, yup, I'm going and you can stay at my place. <laughs> yeah. So he didn't need to, you know what I'm saying? So because I put that out there, that's what I got um, back. So that's how I kind of change um, things around. And don't get me wrong. There are times when I wallow sure. in feeling, you know, because we all have to go through that. Yeah. And, th- and that's when I, I'll, I'll either call my sister or I'll call Robert Royce then. Those are my, you know, two, two go-tos. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they kind of like snapped me into shape and I was like, Oh, right. It's all the advice I give you. Why am I not listening to myself? <laughs> right, right. So that's how I do it. What do you do? Um, some of the same things. I, uh, definitely like to stay physically active. Um, you run I, a lot, right? I try to, <laughs> yeah. um, I love running. I, I love running outside. Um, I mean, the joys of living in California is most of the year I can run outside right. i love hiking i'm all about forest bathing um forest bathing yeah the what's Explain. the japanese term shinrin roku or something um i'm gonna okay. look it up while we're here god bless you shinrin. <laughs> here it is yeah shinrin yoku um it's the japanese term for forest bathing and uh yeah i'm, I'm all about that uh like i Can you elaborate what that means sure i will it means does that mean rolling in the grass, so, <laughs> climbing trees. Um, what does this mean? So 
Shinrin-yoku is forest therapy. It's the medicine of simply being in the forest. It's a term oh. that means taking in the forest atmosphere or forest bathing. Uh, it was developed in Japan in the 1980s and, and has become a cornerstone of preventative health care and healing in Japanese medicine. I it love it. Is, so for it's just going for a walk in the woods or, um, you know, in a park. Um, I like hiking. So I'll, I, just being outside and being in nature is very, very restorative for me. Um, if I can combine that with like truly hiking, like getting some cardio, then it's even better because I get the, the physical as well as the mental rejuvenation. Right. Um, also a lot of times when I go hiking, sometimes I go by myself, but oftentimes I go with friends and That's I, good too. you yeah. know, it's like go for a two hour hike and just chat with a friend about everything and anything. Right. And it's super therapeutic for me. So yeah, running, I certainly watch my diet, you know, like you mentioned, not eating mm -hmm. sugars. And, um, sometimes mm -hmm. if I'm feeling low energy or feeling down, I'm like, okay, I know a lot of times we want to go to our comfort food and like comfort food is not healthy for right. me. If I'm feeling down, I'm like. I need something healthy. Like I need a good nourishing meal and I'll cook. Oh. Um, so I'll be like, I need, I need some hearty greens <laughs> or like, mm -hmm. um, so there's comfort food for me. That's for me. Comfort food is like warm, hearty, nutritious, gotcha. healthy. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely the, the physical aspects, obviously trying to get sleep. Um, sleep is a good one. I, yep. For sure. I need to work on meditating more because like you, my brain is super active and, mm -hmm. It's, yeah. it's my worst enemy, right? Cause my brain starts running. Yeah. Um, I, I watch a lot of TV to the dismay of my partner, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I actually, I don't watch trash TV. I can't tolerate watching stupid people, um, or things that are just poorly written. Like if I roll my eyes, I'm like, why am I watching this? Um, so, but what I do love is really good story and really good storytelling. Mm -hmm. So watching just before we started recording, we were talking about like, I just watched Legion, um, which was amazing and uh, big little lies. Like I love good right. storytelling. Um, and, and I'll do that, you know, I'll work during the day and then at night, that's kind of how it decompresses. I immerse myself in that and it takes me away from whatever other stress I had. Sure. Same with um, reading in bed. It calms my brain because it takes me out of my reality. Yeah. Um, so I love reading. It just makes my eyes tired, even with the glasses on. I'm the same way. Um, yeah. And I actually have muscle balance issues. Like when I was a baby, I had eye surgery and all that. So reading does make me tired. Yeah. Um, but that's actually great because when I'm in bed, it helps me Sleep? not only shut my brain off, but get tired and fall asleep. Yeah. It just makes my eyes tired. It doesn't make me tired. <laughs> it doesn't make me very tired. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, so all of those things, but also all the things you said of like talking with friends and, you mm -hmm. know, I think it's interesting about how you said, uh, you know, Royston and your sister, I, mm -hmm. I have friends that are in the dance world that can understand what I'm going through. And I have friends right. outside the dance world who can give me perspective. Right. Well, that's my sister. So right. She's out of the dance world. Right. And and I think it's Robert important is. to have both. Like my totally. best friend doesn't dance at all. And she'll ask me about dance, but. You know, she doesn't know what the world is like, and she can just shine a light on things that mm -hmm. my dance friends might not see because they're in it too. Um, so I think having all of those things, I mean, a big part of what you talked about and sort of the first step, and this gets to emotional intelligence. And if people haven't read any of Daniel Goleman's stuff on emotional intelligence, they should check it out. He's the there's not a lot of people who have EQ. Right. Yeah. Um, and other people have done spinoffs of it. And, 
mm-hmm. there's critiques of his work, but he's still the guy who sort of put forth the idea. But a big part of it is the, the self-awareness piece. Sure. You know, and I think a lot of times we don't recognize when we're stressed or we don't recognize when we're depleted. Um, and I, in those cases, I feel like we don't recognize when we're being a brat. Well, that too, but, (laughs) (laughs) you know, (laughs) but I feel like, um, if we don't recognize that we need self care, um, I feel like that's when things go awry. No, it's true. We, because we're trying to seek something we're like something's External. off and we know it, but the answer is you <laughs> like you need to take care of you. Yep. Search from within. You can't, you know, people often make the mistake of looking externally to help you with what's going on right. with yourself. And it just, I mean, it, sometimes it's a, it's a, it's a good way to take focus off and like forget things for a moment, mm-hmm. but it doesn't fix anything. It's kind of like a band aid, right. right? Yeah. Temporary fix. Yeah. It doesn't fix the, um, the issue. But for you to say, I'm feeling frustrated and I need perspective. Yeah, I, that's, that's the self-awareness piece, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't feel good about this. What is it that I'm feeling and what do I do with it? Right. Um, and, you know, I, I think I, I see that a lot in students. So for instance, these people that you go to who are upset about competition <clears throat> outcomes. Right? I often say to them, dig deeper because that's not what's really upsetting you. That may be true, but even then I feel like they need to recognize what it is they're feeling and why. Like, explore sure. that. Explore that feeling. Okay, you're mm-hmm. upset, and that's okay. You wanted something, you didn't get it. Cool. Mm-hmm. But, like, what's what's underneath that? What's, to your point, what's driving that? Right. And, Dig deeper. You know, what, what are, what are we going to do with that? Right. You know, and, and Divi said this, too. Like, first of all, have a plan before you go into those things. But second, like, if you need time... Go to, go to your room for an hour or two, right. decompress, go have right. a drink at the bar, whatever works for you to like recharge, um, get a hug from somebody, whatever. Yeah. And I, I have so, seen, I mean, I've done this myself of stepping away. Um, I've also been the person who early on in my dance career got really into dance and really sought it for validation, Yeah, like external validation. And yeah. I, that was the first couple of years of my dance career, honestly, and How'd that not, work out for you? Well, I was not happy at the time with a lot of different things and I acted very selfishly and I, I hurt people that I cared about. Um, it was not a good time. And then I got into grad school and I moved to New York and I said, I'm, I'm not going to dance. Like mm-hmm. I've just like cold Turkey cut myself out from it. I've said, I'm going to focus on grad school. Dance has not been good for me right? because it is feeding a beast. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I mean, I eventually I did start going social dancing here and there. And then a year later I was, yeah. you know, suddenly teaching at dance Manhattan. Um, but yeah, that year was great. And again, much like this gets back to where the conversation started, much like my travels diving into grad school, which was very stimulating. I got my master's in conservation biology. So here I am learning about like the biggest world problems, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and how to deal with it, like how to tackle these problems. And that, that was amazingly stimulating. I mean, just being in a learning environment. Um, well, it also puts things into perspective and makes you realize, God, that problem that I had in dance is just not a really big right. deal. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, let's, let's think about this for a moment. You know, I, I, I was talking to someone on the phone a, a day or two ago. She needed some, I could see that you know, she, she was posted on Facebook. You could see she was down. So I sent her a message and I said, Hey, you need to talk. I said, I'm here for you. And, uh, 
she, she basically, you know, said how she, you know, had a bad weekend and, you know, um, she really wasn't happy with how, where her dancing, mm-hmm. you know, was going. She shouldn't, shouldn't make a final. Um, <clears throat> uh, she's been working a lot at the studio that she works at. She had, you know, she hasn't been really, you know, spending enough time with her husband. And I was like, all right, let's stop for a minute. I said, let's dig deep here. Like, what's really, like, what's really going on? I said, when's the last time, um, like you did something for yourself? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you got a massage, or you got your nails done, or you had an Epsom salt bath. Uh, when's the last time you had date night with your husband? You know, when's the last time you connected with him? And, and all of a sudden, she, like the light bulb went off and she was like, oh my God, <laughs> like, like I've gotten so consumed you know, into this and I'm so upset and that's not really why I'm upset. I'm upset because I haven't done anything for me and I haven't had quality time. And, and, and I was like, there you are. So there it is. Right. So now, 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 now go do that. You know what I mean? I, I think sometimes we, we go to dance. So there's two, there's two things about dance. One, sometimes it's so therapeutic, like right. a it, release. It, yeah, it's a, a total release and everything feels great. And, and sometimes, um, it stops you from growing emotionally mm-hmm. because there's so, all these outside forces because we put ourselves out there to be judged right. by people. Um, and, and it, it weighs on us. And even when that's not in competition, there's right. a social aspect and yep. all of that dynamic that's that can right. be difficult to navigate. Absolutely. Which is why sometimes, you know, you gotta, you gotta work on you and think about you and love on you, right? you know, and be grateful and have gratitude and, and then things will start to move into place and navigate the way this, I mean, it's, there's no magic, you know, um, dust mm-hmm. <laughs> right? or serum or anything like that. It's just, you know, you know, it's hard. I hate, I really don't like it when people say, um, when you're in a relationship, you know, it should be easy. And my deal is everything that, has an outcome or something that you're a goal or something that you need is never easy. You have to work mm-hmm. for it. And when you become complacent or lax, that's when things start to go awry. To me, life is, you should always be working at life, meaning bettering yourself and working on your relationships and, and, you know, uh, um, getting, you know, things in your, in your career going in, in a, in a, in a different direction, always thinking about how, how I can improve myself and how I can improve my life, which would also improve others as well. That's yeah. what I, th- well, and we're whole people, you know, right? Like we have multiple needs mm-hmm. and, uh, I feel like to expect dance to satisfy all those needs mm-hmm. is yeah. asking a lot of it. Um, yeah. And, and then you get disappointed because it doesn't because people want more than they're going to get and gets back to the expectations that we talked about. Um, yeah, I, I, I wholly agree about all of that. And one of the things that recently in terms of, I think part of my malaise about dance right now is not feeling great about my own dancing. Um, and and I have perspective, like, and I tell this to my students too, that it's for a lot of my students or when you hit a certain level, you know, your worst day is still not terrible. Of course not. Like, I'm pretty sure that when I dance with people, maybe I'm boring, but I'm not like 
hurting people. I'm not, right. you know, so um, I keep that perspective. And then my focus lately has just been on, um, I'm just going to be silly. I'm just going to have fun and I'm not going to care about my dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and part of that and a big reason I'm able to let go of all that other stuff is one recognizing that the harder I try, the worse it gets. Right. Just like that whole effort. Of, of, I mean, but I think that happens for a lot of us. I mean, and not just in dance, just in general, like when we try to do something, there's something about the focused thinking that gets us trapped in this cycle. Um, right. So right. it's not trying to do that, but um, also keeping in mind that if this dance goes badly, it's just that dance. It's just, uh, seriously. It's just, it's just, that it's just dance. I mean, and what like, is badly? You know, what is, what is a bad dance? I mean, really, if you, like, nobody, nobody died, right? <laughs> right? Uh, as long as nobody gets hurt, I'm, nobody I'm good. gets hurt. Yeah, right. I mean, it, perspective is everything. It's like, it's just a dance. Exactly. It's going to be okay. <laughs> it is going to be okay. And, and again, like, don't get me wrong, there were times in my career early on, um, my career where I would get really upset about um, placements and, and, and part of that was part of the, the, the person that I was in um, was my dance partner was uber, uber, super, super competitive. Mm-hmm. And that was never part of my personality. I was never like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it started to like, you know, grow on me because it was something that he wanted. So I became, that way and boy the like the, there are times when i i'd be crying about like you know when i look back on it i want to slap myself and go are you out of your mind <laughs> like what is wrong with you mm-hmm. like you're healthy you have a job you have a family you know that loves you you have a good career and you're crying stop just stop it <laughs> Well, and it's it's easier for some people than others. I, I have seen that that arc. We've talked about it on this show of the arc that people go through as they get into competition, where they go from like this is all fun to like I need to win to right. oh crap I'm not winning to like oh forget oh, it. Oh my whatever. god, I hate the dance. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah. The ups totally. and downs, and I was just having a conversation the actually earlier today. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I was just having a conversation earlier today about uh, how people change in terms of their confidence, right? And we've talked about this with Divi. And the difference between confidence and ego. They're totally different. To me, confidence is I know what I'm good at. And ego is I'm better than others. Or Or I'm better um, than everybody else. Doesn't matter. Right, right, right. Um, Or I I don't have to do the work. Right. And I think it's important for people to have confidence to know what you're good sure. at. Right. And what you're not. Mm-hmm. But never start comparing yourself or say I'm better than or like there's no, nothing nothing yeah. is good is going to come from that. No, totally. You should you should compete against yourself and say how can I, you know, better cuz I like you know, I was guilty of that too like in the beginning of my career like mm-hmm. oh, oh, I dance better than that and her. <laughs> and now I'm like, you know what? I did dance better, but I don't. I really don't care. It's seven people's opinion. Half of them can't even do what I right. do. Half of them don't even know what I know, and they're judging me. So I'm like, you know what? Out of your hands. Out of my hands. And I'm sure some of them, 
spitefully put me in a place that I shouldn't be in because they just can't deal with it. (laughs) No, because there are some judges like that. Yeah. You know, and it is what it is. You can't, there's nothing you can do about it. There are unfair people out there. Right. That don't live up with integrity and honesty and all that stuff. Right. And even in the social world, you know, there's, there's ups and downs. Actually, I was, uh, I had a meeting with my leadership team with MCS. And one of the things we talked about was, this dance, and we've talked about the dance itself as being <clears throat> difficult to to get on board with, right? It's not like one simple basic, um, it's not like East Coast Swinger Salsa and I can show you like six moves in an hour and send you out onto the dance floor. And you um, feel good about it, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, it takes more time to learn. But it's not just the dance that has a high barrier to entry. It's our community too. You have yep. to learn our norms. You have to learn yep. our etiquette. You have to understand how to navigate the social hierarchies. Um, it can be really challenging for new yeah. people and, and even experienced people because mm-hmm. you kind of don't realize the hierarchy or learn it until you're in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you're like, oh man, this is where I'm at <laughs> 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 for better or worse, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. so we're, we're working at MCS to help new dancers navigate, navigate that better. part of it yeah. and make yeah. it more accessible, not just as a dance form, but as a community. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it just does shine a light on the fact that there's a lot to navigate and there is being able to have friends and have ways of taking care of yourself, uh, in this world is just super important. And, you know, if you need to step back, you step back and mm-hmm. you need to dive in, you dive in, do, do what you gotta do. And the, you know, the other thing I'd like to say is that, I, you know, if, if you're feeling you know, bad about dancing or, or just like not feeling general malaise, like you said, mm-hmm. uh, there's definitely always somebody in the community that's willing to listen and willing to help. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm one of those people. You want to come talk to me? Come on. Mm-hmm. I'll snap you right into shape. <laughs> so I, I'll let you know, Yeah. you know, that I care about you and I want you to be happy, but let's not, you know, get ahead of ourselves and, and, and like, you know, think it's the end of the world because God, I didn't, you know, dance well. So what? Yeah. Everybody's got their day. Can't dance well all the time. And even if you did, and like you said, you're in a contest, you don't control the judges. And the other thing that cracks me up is when, (laughs) and granted, again, early in my career, I did this too, where I'm like, but I'm better than that person. I'm like, you know what? We were dancing at the same time. You know who I wasn't watching? The other person. <laughs> so many people are like, oh, I, I dance better than them. I'm like, really? You were out there at the same time. How do you know? How do you know you had a better dance? Right? Like, and plus, you're not seeing yourself. How many times have we walked off the dance floor and said, man, that was amazing. And then we watched the video and we're like, oh, God, that's what I look like. You know? <laughs> Eventually, my dancing got to a point where I'd walk off the floor and be like, that was crap. And then I'd watch a video and be like, oh, it didn't look so bad. Like, that was a good turning yeah. point for me. <laughs> Yeah, because sometimes when it feels great, it looks terrible. And when it um, looks terrible, it feels great. You know what I mean? It's just right. it's just how it is sometimes. Reality it's really is perception. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. But also, you know, don't worry about how people perceive you. That's how I feel about it. It's none of your business. Yeah. <laughs> do this dance because you love it. Do it yeah. for whatever you want to do. Yeah. You know, 
it's yours. Like that's the beauty of this dance is it's right. yours. It's your art form, and your form of expression, your fun, your hobby, whatever it is that you want to do with it. And, and also, you know, if, if you do the work and, and you see progress in your dancing, then you know that you, you're doing well and you're doing good. Like I don't need seven people to tell me I'm a good dancer. Right. I've been doing it since I'm three. I better be good. Damn it. Otherwise <laughs> I've been doing all this right. money. <laughs> What have I been doing with my life? <laughs> yeah, like what like you know, and I've made it, you know, and and it's not like you know I I was a dance teacher only in West Coast Swing. I was a dance teacher before, right. you know, in ballet, tap, and jazz, and I would do choreography, you know, for dancers, and and we'd go to jazz competitions and and stuff like that. And even then, when I was competing, then I would go through you know similar, you know, similar feelings, and my dance teacher would be like, okay, snap out of it. It's one dance competition. There's another one coming. Let's work towards that. And I was like, you know, yeah, right. Yep. Right. It is what it is. Yeah. Jordan and Tatiana talked about that too. Like yeah, of course. They finished one contest and they're like, well, we got another one. Yeah. That's it. Just... Moving next. Right. <laughs> the men in my life. Next. <laughs> is that what that now serving sign is? I was wondering what that was. <laughs> you know, I haven't had one in a while, but you know. Like a that's deli what I counter. Tell people now. You know, when my girlfriends will come up to me and... and They'll be like, oh, this guy and everything's terrible. And I was like, next, moving <laughs> on, get rid of him. Or like when people complain to me about a job, I'm like, you have one. Right. <laughs> so what's the expression? Shit or get off the pot? <laughs> like, <laughs> or get a different one. If you're unhappy in right. your job, you, there's no reason. Listen to me, everyone that's listening. No one needs to be unhappy in their job. You should be happy in your job. If you're not, you should get a different job. That's it. True story. Yes. I love my job. I'm happy. Does it drive me crazy sometimes? Yes, but I, I'm happy right. in my job. I have a love-hate relationship with it. But I <laughs> but don't hate my it. job. But it's totally worth it. Yeah. I've made long-lasting relationships by having this job. Um, I, I've been able to travel to so many places around the world and I have lots of friends overseas that I still keep in touch with, mm -hmm. um, that mean a, a, a lot to me. So, you know, even with the downs, there's more ups than there is downs. And, and I choose to see it from the pos positive side of it than the, Oh, I hate my life today side of it. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Better for everyone. Yes. How do you feel now, Eric? Tired, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's all the, it's all the other stress in my life that, um, which I'm coming to terms with, like, right. it's stressful, but now it's time to process that and yeah. do something about it. Um, I feel more hopeful. Great. Hope is good. Yes. <laughs> Hope is good. It keeps us going. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Excellent. It was great to have this talk with you as always. <laughs> as always. <laughs> if you want to share your thoughts and reactions with us, you can post a comment on our website. You can respond to our posts on Facebook, or you can share your thoughts in our discussion group on Facebook. Yes, it's still there, and we'd love to have you. You can also <laughs> email Deborah and me through our site at thenakedtruthwcs.com or through our Facebook page. 
Also, we're going to do another mailbag episode. So go ahead, send us your questions on Facebook or through our website. We would love to hear from you, and we'd love the chance to interact with you. To get the latest news about the podcast, you can like our page on Facebook, subscribe to our newsletter, follow us on Instagram at the Naked Truth WCS, and that's right, you can follow us on Twitter. We've surpassed 60, baby, at Naked Truth WCS. <laughs> Don't forget, you can buy some stylish swag at our online store. Just go to the Naked Truth WCS.com forward slash store to buy yours today. We can ship it to you or we can get it to you at an upcoming event. Again, that's the Naked Truth WCS.com forward slash store. And now through July 2nd, we're having a flash sale on all our merchandise. Just enter June 19 at checkout to get $5 off any shirt. Supplies are limited, so be sure to order your shirt today. Again, enter code JUNE19, that's J-U-N-E-1-9, at checkout for a $5 discount now through July 2nd. And don't forget, you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and a number of other podcast hosting platforms. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave us a review on Facebook. And if you're on iTunes, please rate us and give us a review over on iTunes. Thank you for joining us. My name is Deborah. And I'm Eric. And, and that's, that's the, the Naked, naked truth. truth. Oh my God, one shot. We did it, one shot. Yes. It's because I wasn't looking at you. It's a Hanukkah miracle. <laughs> it's a Hanukkah miracle. That's not till December. It's, it's going to last eight episodes because <laughs> <laughs> the eight days of hanukkah i guess so hysterical. No. <laughs> oh my god it's gonna hysterical. make it last there are books on forest bathing wow what does the book tell you go to forest walk <laughs> sit down at a creek <laughs> right right stand up walk away end a book <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that's actually funny